Hello, friends, and welcome to the Conscious Coping Club. I'm Lori Sharp-Page, and I'm bringing my expertise as a psychotherapist, my baggage as a human, and my hunch that learning how to cope is going to be a lot more fun when we do it together. This week on the Conscious Coping Club, we're talking about the feeling of anger, the coping skill of radical acceptance, and the resource of rage rooms. All that and more on this week's episode of the Conscious Coping Club. The feeling of the week is a force we've all reckoned with. It's anger. Before we jump in, I need to be honest with you. I am very, 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 very angry right now. At this very moment, I am drenched in this feeling. I'm not just slightly upset or a little bit peeved. No, I'm royally riled. And I'm not proud to tell you this, but I just found myself obsessing over a stupid revenge fantasy. It's dumb. It just involves me ordering a glitter bomb to add a little bit of chaos to my foils day. But as captivating as that sounds, I've already decided I'm not going to do that. Why? Well, for a lot of reasons, but mainly because while revenge and fantasizing about revenge can feel good in the short term, ultimately these approaches are short-lived and at best, ineffective coping always. See, revenge fantasies can imprison us. We hover in anticipation, yearning for that golden moment to see that we can inflict the same pain we felt from someone else's hand onto theirs. And honestly, I've just never found it to have as good of a payoff as I think it will. I want to say here that my revenge fantasies have never been violent. But if you are having any violent fantasies that involve hurt to others or yourself, this is a great time to tag in a mental health professional or reach out to crisis support. You can find links to crisis resources on our channel page. Usually when people have these thoughts, that's all they are is thoughts. And the best way to assess that and make sure that they stay that way is to get professional support. Your thoughts aren't anything to be scared of. And if they make you feel unsafe, please know you aren't alone and that there is help out there for you. All you need to do is reach out. Occasionally, when you are as angry as I am right now, it feels almost righteous, as if standing up against a perceived violation of our personal values or human rights is the only possible thing that you can do right now. Anger can feel involuntary, something unfairly delivered to us through the inconsiderate or callous actions of others. It can be easy to blame others for our anger. But when we do so, we miss the point because anger is truly a signpost pointing inwards. It reveals our boundaries, our vulnerabilities, and our deeply held values. And when we're quick to project our anger onto others or blame others for it, we overlook its instructive nature, glossing over internal disharmonies or past actions that might have paved the way for our present discontent. Either way, we miss out when we don't pay attention to that information. So while I'm still grappling with my recent experience, uh, current experience of anger, I recognize my anger's inherent lesson. Rather than resorting to ineffective coping mechanisms like shame or obsession or revenge, I choose to embrace the learnings and address the underlying triggers. Ultimately, I am going to use this to find more productive ways to release this anger and refocus it. Feeling anger is intrinsically human, and it is a powerful emotion. But it's not the emotion that matters. 
It's our response to it that truly defines us. Radically accepting that anger will be part of your life so that you may navigate it, learn from it, and let it guide you to your personal growth, well, that's what conscious coping is. And so I hope you will join me in taking whatever anger you're feeling and allowing yourself to transform it into something better, something more meaningful, something more helpful than just fantasizing about revenge. Next, we're delving into a transformative coping skill, radical acceptance. And yes, it is radical. This powerful approach helps us embrace our emotions, our circumstances, our environments, and our experiences without judgment or resistance. In fact, a lot of our suffering in life comes from us having resistance. So what is radical acceptance? Radical acceptance is the complete and unconditional acceptance of this present moment. It's not about approving of this present moment or wanting it or being able to say that you made it this way. It's really just about understanding that situations, emotions, and reactions simply happen as they are. And so it is what it is. So how do you practice it? To practice radical acceptance, we start by recognizing our reality. We pause, breathe in, and lean into whatever we're experiencing, even if it's discomfort or pain. We acknowledge it without trying to change it, judge it, resist it, justify it. Imagine this, you're stuck in traffic and you're on your way to an important meeting. Your frustration is bubbling, but instead of spiraling into anxiety or anger, you take a deep breath and you acknowledge your situation and you accept it. I am stuck in traffic. This is my current reality. By doing so, this can help to ease the emotional strain and reduce the stress you're feeling in this moment. It's really about making a choice. What's going to be better for you when you arrive for that meeting? To arrive in a place of non-judgment, non-resistance, allowance, or to arrive in that meeting totally spun out, anxious, and feeling out of control because the morning didn't look the way that you think it should have looked. Another example of how we can use radical acceptance is with our feeling of the week, anger. In fact, anger is a great place to use this tool. Let's say you've been betrayed by a close friend and you have a lot of anger around this, understandably, maybe even righteously. Instead of suppressing it or acting on this anger, you acknowledge it. I am feeling angry because my friend hurt me. And you accept this feeling without judgment or figuring out exactly why your friend hurt you or exactly how you could have stopped your friend from hurting you. All of these questions, all of these pieces of additional information that, of course, you want and it would be lovely to have all of those obsessing about those. That's just a form of complex resistance. For me, radical acceptance has lifted immense burden off of me. The mere act of just accepting things as they are, understanding my humanness and not being able to change everything or understand everything or um, be the keeper of everything is honestly a huge sense of relief. However, like every coping skill, there is balance here. And it's a really delicate balance, particularly for me. 
it's really vital to discern between what is radical acceptance and what is sheer avoidance. It's a thin line, accepting the present without hindering your potential future progress. That's why being in tune with our mental health is pivotal. It's essential to be self-aware to discern the boundary between acknowledging what is and striving for what can be. So what do you think? You want to try on a slice of radical acceptance today? Here's a simple way. Find a minor inconvenience in your day, something that's irritating, annoying, something that makes you maybe instinctively frown or furrow your brow. Maybe it's a spilled coffee or a forgotten task or an awkward interpersonal moment. Instead of berating yourself or trying to figure out exactly how it happened, why it happened, or how you can make sure it doesn't happen again, just take a moment, acknowledge it, breathe, and practice accepting it. This happened, and that's okay. When it comes to radical acceptance, like most other coping skills, small steps lead to mastery. And with time, you'll witness the magic of radical acceptance in transforming your reaction and how you see the world and your role in it. Now, let's talk about something a little different than radical acceptance. Have you ever felt so overwhelmed that you just wanted to smash something? Well, you're not alone. I know that feeling. I know that feeling right now. And there's an actual place that you can go to do that in a safe and controlled way. Let's talk about the thrilling and cathartic coping resource of rage rooms. What are rage rooms? Well, rage rooms are also known as smash rooms, and they're designed spaces where individuals can vent their frustrations and anger by breaking objects safely in an environment that's not going to cause you any type of real property damage or serious safety risk. That's right, you can shatter glass, bash electronics, hammer objects without consequences, all while wearing protective gear, of course. And this is not a coping skill I would recommend that you try at home. This is really a good one to go somewhere, do it safely, and not have to worry about the cleanup afterwards. Now, of course, the idea for rage rooms isn't entirely new. For decades, people have sought physical outlets for their emotion, particularly anger. You know, things like punching bags to sports. Physical exertion has long been a method for emotional release. However, the contemporary concept of rage rooms can be traced back to Japan in the early 2000s. With increasing life pressures and limited spaces to express frustration, these rooms provided a novel escape. Their popularity skyrocketed globally as people realized the therapeutic value of uninhibited physical release. The science behind it is pretty clear. Physical activities, especially those involving high intensity, trigger the release of endorphin, the body's natural painkillers. These chemicals produced by the brain promote feelings of pleasure and relieve stress and distress, what you're feeling when you're angry. When you combine the physical act of smashing with the symbolic release of breaking objects associated with frustration or anger in your life, you create a powerful, cathartic experience for yourself. Additionally, these rooms offer a controlled environment to physically express emotion. Sometimes with anger, we feel like we're going to be completely out of control. And it can be nice to say, this is where I'm going to experience my anger today and know that I'm safe in doing so. Because often it's suppressing intense emotions that can lead to mental health complications, not the expression of them. Rage rooms provide an outlet that's both safe and satisfying. And while it's not a substitute for professional treatment or intervention, 
It's an excellent supplement for those who find relief in physical expression. And so while there's an undeniable enjoyment in letting loose in a rage room, it's crucial to remember, it's just one tool in our dynamic coping toolbox. And like any tool, its efficacy varies from person to person, experience to experience. For some, this could be a game changer. For others, it's just a fun way to blow off steam. And you may be thinking, I'll never do that. But regardless, if you're even slightly interested, I'd go give it a chance. I'm sure going to. I'm looking forward to experience the rush and relief that's going to happen when I let my anger play out in such a destructive but structured way. And as always, balance this kind of release with introspection, understanding, and other strategies to ensure your holistic well-being. And in the meantime, just know it's okay to go and bang it out if you do so in a safe and structured environment. That's all for this week's episode of the Conscious Coping Club. Thank you for joining me on this journey to conscious coping. Make sure to like and follow for more great coping content. And join us at ConsciousCoping.club, where we navigate the labyrinth of life together with curiosity, compassion, and community. And remember, until next time, don't just cope, consciously cope.